It's been over a week since the Philadelphia region learned what social distancing meant. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen most of our daily routine be set aside to do what we can to slow the spread of COVID-19. Schools have closed, both in the academic world and in the dance world. It's unusual for dancers to take time off from their training. It's unheard of for them to take months off. And currently, every dancer in our area is facing the real possibility that they won't be returning to class for many more weeks. Recently, I was able to talk with Blanca Huertas Agnew, ballet instructor at the School of Pennsylvania Ballet, about why it's important for dancers to stay in shape, both physically and mentally, and how they can do that from home. Blanca, thank you so much for talking with me today. I, um, I've been lonely here at home a little bit over the last few days with not seeing very many people other than my family, and, and I think a lot of people can relate. So I'm so happy that we can talk today. I am super excited to have the opportunity to talk again with you um, and just, again, to have some interaction with other people besides our immediate, you know, families. Definitely, it's, it's, it's a joy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. So how are you doing and how's your family? Well, my family is doing great. And we, I think at the beginning um, of the first days of staying home, it was a little bit kind of like a surprise, but we were really embracing and enjoying that little bit of a rest. And I think now after that first week, I think things are starting to settle. And now we're realizing that this might be like a new way of doing things for a while. And so I think everybody's just trying to find what is the best way to do that how to stay active, how to respect everyone's space in a small place again. You know, so there's a lot of challenges in that are happening, but a lot of positive on those things as well. Yeah, definitely. So when, when did you start to kind of suspect um, that things were going to change for all of us? Did you, were you paying um, close attention to everything in the news for a while or did it kind of sneak up on you? Well, I I kind of knew because I tried to watch the news once a day. Um, I try not to put the news too much so that the kids didn't get everything that was happening and overwhelm them. So at the beginning, I, I waited till the end of the day to see what was going on and see how fast everything was moving. But I think by the weekend, I realized maybe the times that they're giving us is going to be have to be extended um, just because of the things that we were seeing on the news. Right. And I know that we're already seeing some, some of these closures extended. I mean, for us, you know, personally with um, school of Pennsylvania ballet, we, we now have seen them extend the closure and I'm expecting to see the same thing with some of my, with my younger kids school as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think um, I'm surprised with different dates that everybody's given. But I think when I look at what happened in Europe, I understand that the initial dates that they were giving to us, I knew immediately that those dates would have to be extended. Um, and again, we all want to make sure that our kids you know, are healthy and our families are healthy. So it's one of those things where 
even though you at the beginning you're like is it really necessary when you really see and read everything you're like okay this is what we need to do we need to stay home we need to just find new ways of doing things yeah yeah it it became pretty clear i think um just recently that it's it's really necessary um, yes really yeah to make sure that we all are going to be able to have the health healthcare that we need when we need it Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we're we're very lucky though that this is happening now, and it would have been very different twenty years ago or thirty years ago. Um, you know, but we we've got all this great technology now that lets us like lets you and I talk together right now from from the safety of our own home. Yes. And um, you know, and and I see all of these wonderful classes that people are putting online. Um, both for academic reasons and classes for cooking and dancing and, and all kinds of things that all of our social media and technology lets us do. It's really exciting to see that and, and heartwarming to know that we're we're still able to be connected. Yes, I, I see it from the professional side. I see it even from the social aspect for the young kids. Um, imagine something like this, like you mentioned, happening 20 years ago the kids would have been completely isolated. And the fact that they can continue to have relationship with each other, like my daughter's birthday was St. Patty's Day and it was a big birthday for her, but she was able to continue to receive like, you know, congratulations and happy birthdays. And they put stories about things that some of her friends did with her during this the year to remake this whole thing that is happening much easier. And I'm pretty sure that for different reasons, you know, elderly people that might be home, but they already taught them how to use Alexa or how to use different technology. You know, people are doing different things to make sure that they start, they keep communicating with each other for the mental health of, of the population as well. Right. Yeah. The mental health is really just as important as the physical health. That's for sure. Exactly. Yes. So have you, I'm wondering, I'm curious, have you ever had an experience like when you were a younger dancer where you had to take a significant amount of time off? I did, but nothing like this long. But yes, like in Puerto Rico, I, I lived through Hugo. That was back then, that was like a really big hurricane that happened to us. Um and everything was, you know, we had no communication. A lot of the places were down. So it was a little bit of a period, I would say three to four weeks that took us to go back to normal. But that has been the longest that um, I ever had to go without really uh, training or dancing or just changing my routine. So three to four weeks, that that actually kind of sounds like a long, a long time. Um, how did... How did you deal with that when you when you had that um, when you were dealing with the hurricane? What did you do to cope? Well, I well, I think the first week we all do the the basic needs, you know, make sure that we are, you know, we have enough food, that we can sleep well, that you know, all those basic things that we do, checking on our families and things like that. Then after that, you know, I had the opportunity because my mother also was and is a valid teacher. So I did have access within my home to continue to do some exercises and I had some guidance of some of the things that I can continue to do during that time. So I, I tried to stay active by doing what we call our maintenance exercises and just different things. 
um, walking outside, you know, when it was possible, once everything was clear, we were able to walk and just keep that cardio. So we did a lot of the things that are needed for what's happening right now. You know, we, you know, even though we do not want to, we can't go to the gym or we can go to a specific place. There's, there's ways at home that you can continue to stay active and even just go for a walk or like, you know, my youngest, I said, ride a bike, you know, go and ride a bike. You're not having contact with anyone. You'll be able to continue your, you know, it's something fun for them. But at the same time, you're, you're keeping those muscles that my three children, they are dancers as well. So they, they have to have certain muscles that will need for them to stay healthy once they come back. Because that's the thing. Once they come back, you don't want them to have lost all that, you know, muscle activity, muscle strength, um, because then another injury can happen. So it's how to keep them active for their mental health, keep them active for their physicality, and just for them to help pass through all this time that they're going to be having this new routine. Right. So do you think that just sort of doing, I guess I'll call it cross training, like you were saying with going out and riding a bike or taking a hike, um, do you feel like doing those sorts of things is helpful to dancers? It's definitely helpful because again, it's going to give you a clear mind. It's also going to keep your cardiovascular activity going. It's going to continue some of those muscles going, you know, even just jumping rope outside with good sneakers, you know, is going to give you that impact. You need, you need impact in also in order to create muscle development. And if you don't want to lose that, so you want to make sure that either you're, you know, jumping rope, riding a bike, you know, walking, jogging, making sure you're stretching, making sure you're using your TheraBands, like all the exercise that through your, your years of training, you have been given, this is the time to take, make a little journal, take a journal and create your own calendar. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I'm going to be working in upper body and lower legs, you know, like try to start making your own, own routine because some of our students and some of our, you know, kids already had very specific routines that sometimes happen, you know, spending hours, not only dancers, but let's say somebody that is playing softball or swimming, or, you know, if you, if you add all the hours that they were having activity compared to what they have now, you want to create a simulate schedule for them. So that muscle continues to have that activity and it's going to keep them also those endorphins up to make them happy and content and stay in a good mood and environment to pass through these times. Yeah. So do you think that a lot of these dancers and kids, um, do you think that they have such a good foundation from taking all of the classes that they've taken that they can put together their own routine and their own schedule? Do you think that they're, um, you know, that they already have the resources in their knowledge to be able to do that? Well, I would think your older students, meaning your kids that are attending probably a pre-professional program that they, in a weekly basis, they're receiving conditioning classes, Pilates classes, progressive ballet technique classes. They have enough knowledge that in a safe way, 
they can emulate and and you know put us some type of exercise routine together where they don't need to uh, put their their selves at risk. Of course, we don't want those kids to be now point work on tile floor or hardwood floor. We don't want kids now to do center work in your living room because you may not have the facility to do that. So you're basically opening the door for your injury. But there's certain exercises, like your floor exercises, your strengthening exercises. Some of your bar work, you can definitely do. And some of us are already having some programs out there where you can follow. There are other programs that we're putting together where you're going to have Zoom room access where the teacher will be able to see you and give you feedback. So you can you can start by keeping yourself healthy and active, trying to remember and putting together an order of exercises that you know your instructor, your teacher said, this is an area that you need to strengthen and you can start with that. And then, of course, try to see uh, places where you can follow if you need to, but I always cautious that make sure that you follow a class that is for your level because everything that is being put on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, it might be for your level or they may not be, um, you know, an instructor that has the quality of teaching that you might be used to or that your parents have already chosen for you because you know their backgrounds. So I always say that be very careful of what you see online. Not everything that is put out there has good quality. So I always say be cautious, yes. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, it's probably a good idea for, for dancers to reach out to their, their schools and their teachers to find out, you know, if the school and the teacher are doing anything themselves that the kids could access from home. And if not, maybe the teachers could, could make a safe, good recommendation for them. Exactly. I, I agree with that 100% because it's, it's almost like when I sometimes see some of my students come and say, oh, I learned a new stretching. And then you see a student hanging from one chair to another chair. And I, my eyes are like, oh, my goodness, you don't even know how deep is your hip socket. You can actually pull an entire hip out of place, you know, but because they saw it on YouTube, they think, oh, this is a this is a great stretch for me. So, you know, so just having that precaution that saying not everything that we see is out there going to their, their school and teachers and instructor for guidance is definitely the safest way because we're all trying to, at this point to keep our, our kids active and healthy. So your teacher, your instructor is not going to feel upset or anything like that, that you're looking for resources because we definitely want them to keep active. Right. So what can dancers do at home um, when they don't have a sprung floor, you know, or, or Marley surface to dance on? What What's the safest thing that you can recommend in terms of which room they should they should work in and on what kind of floor? So the first thing that they need to do, I would start with a rug, a rug if you're on, on your demi shoes, in your soft shoes, on your socks, the, so the rug is always a good, safe place to do it. Um, a hardwood floor, if you have 
good sock, you can also put a little bit a sock that has a little bit of traction. So it helps you a little bit. That is also a good place. I wouldn't recommend tile floor. Um, I mean, if you're not jumping, it would make it's not a big deal. If as you can have socks to do that. So because I wouldn't recommend any of us jumping in any of the surfaces, unless you're gonna put your. So I would say do a bar section. Make sure that the area is completely clear around you. So you're not going to hurt yourself. So it could be, if it's the kitchen or it's the living room, you can use a chair that is a good height, about like belly button level, uh, where your arm has a good rest. You could use, you know, like your, if you have like staircase that you can hold onto it. As long as you have the same art position that you would have at the regular bar, you could do that. You will start obviously with your floor exercises to make your body warm. Then you will continue with your, your basic back exercise, uh, bar exercises. Um, then you can do your, your, your heavier stretches. You would do right after that bar section. You will not do any jumping at this point in this surface. At that point, I will suggest you go and put your sneakers on. And then in order to get some cardiovascular and muscle, you know, impact activity to get, you know, not to lose any of that muscle that you already have built up, then you can do jumping jacks with your sneakers. You can do, you know, jumping rope. You can jog in place. You can ride bikes. You know, so I wouldn't do any of what you would do center-wise at home. Even if it's like turning and things like that, we don't have the spaces to do that. And I have seen many head concussions mm-hmm. because students might try to do pirouettes and turns and different things, maybe in a place that is not, you know, it's not the studio. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we can continue to do. That's really encouraging. It's it's nice to know that, um, that people can keep, working and exercising at home safely, um, even though most of us don't have a dance studio in our own homes. Exactly, yes. There's definitely options. Um, and then I would I would also recommend for them, like you mentioned at the beginning, cross training, you know, see, do some yoga to continue your flexibility. Um, you know, it also helps you with your breathing. It also is gonna give you with any stressful situation that all these changes are causing. You know, so so the cross training part is also very important. And if you can get out of the house at least once or twice a day, you know, make sure that that we're doing that as well. You know, even if it's if you have pets, take them to walk the pets. If you just ride a bike or just go around and you know take the trash out and then send them to do something else, you know, like um, so something that it requires them to leave the house. Um, and I, I also, you know, like even from us, that some of us work from home, they used to say to us, make sure that you you change your clothing, you know, like don't stay in PJs the entire day. Once or twice, is <laughs> you know, and at the beginning, our first week, it was great to stay an entire week on PJs because we don't do that in a regular basis. But just creating a routine is going to keep them motivated to continue to do all this activity that we should have. Right. You know, I've, I've noticed, I've always believed this, and I really noticed over the last few days that, like, if we're inactive, so being inactive tends to make us want to be more inactive. It just yes. it's sort of, it's like a self-fulfilling thing. 
But then when we take action and do something, even if we don't feel like doing it, like if we make ourselves get up and, you know, and stop being lazy and sluggish, if we make ourselves do something, it often makes us feel so much better. It is. It's, it's those endorphins are released and they get all through our bodies. It's, it's our happy moment. And yeah create a lot of that during the day and we want to make sure that you know they they're like you mentioned before there's a lot of things happening online like there's um there's some museums that are allowing to do virtual tours there's people teaching writing courses there's cooking courses there are exercise courses you know that there's a lot of activity you know like those are most most passive but you can have a balance between how much are you doing online and how much activity we're doing so it's it's balanced especially with our kids that they're used to dancing probably 20 plus hours a week and now all of a sudden you know they feel like there's nothing so create multiple times during the day where they can be active I think it's going to be a great a great uh, action you know like decision to keep yeah. that pathway and I think we can try to look for some silver linings here in that we have some time that we have not had before, a lot of free time and free yes. time that, that we won't have necessarily in the future also. So it's a good chance to go and try to learn something new. Yes, I agree a hundred percent because I don't remember the last time that we were kind of like, you know, having breakfast and dinner and lunch together. We have an opportunity to talk and learn more about you know, how they're feeling and then things that they're interested in. We can slow down a little bit, you know, like even we were thinking maybe we should start. We in the past when they were younger, we would do gardening and we haven't done that in a while after they hit their teenage years because their schedule is so busy. So we were thinking of starting gardening again, you know, so finding those activities that because our regular schedules don't allow it, just enjoy some time. Like I'm, I was looking out, okay, I can have tomatoes and I can have cucumbers mm-hmm. again on my garden. You know, like um, it's just allowing, like enjoying those moments that sometimes we don't get a chance to do anymore, like you mentioned. Yeah, you know, and this is a good time of year to do some gardening. So I think that sounds like a pretty good plan. <laughs> yes, hopefully they will grow. <laughs> right, right. And I guess you have to think about where you'll go and get the plants. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking um, I may order them, but you know, I may. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. You could also you could experiment with some uh, seeds, maybe from some from some of the produce that you guys are you know eating for dinner. Save definitely. a couple of seeds and see what happens. Definitely, definitely. So the, I mean, the 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 way of exploring new things and doing things. Um, I think I just saw like in in Venus in Vienna. Um, the the swans and some dolphins are back in place. So now we're going to see how how nature also is going to be handling our stepping back a little bit and them taking over again. So it's also a great opportunity for us to look at our environment and see how can we improve in different areas. So definitely it's an opportunity for us to reassess how we're doing things. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I was watching a, a documentary about some hikers in the Grand Canyon two nights ago and seeing all the beautiful landscapes out there and just how there's so much nature, you know, and, and, and there are places in the world where there's not too much of a human footprint. It made me realize that even when things get really bad for us as humans, 
that the world keeps going on. You know, Mother Nature is still out there and we're still a part of Mother Nature and uh, she's still a part of us. And that it, it really brought me comfort. I realized that things will be okay. They are changing and they'll be different for a while. And you know what? They'll change again in the future. Nothing stays the same, but I do think that things will be okay and we'll get to a point where we're, we're kind of back into our usual routines. Right. Correct. And I, and I, I believe in that. And I think we already see it of finding ways of, you know, communicating ways of continuing to do some work because we want our economy to continue to move forward, even though right now it seems it's a little bit strained. Everyone is finding new ways of continuing with that. And I think another thing that I really enjoy is like we're taking time to call people that maybe we haven't talked to them in a while. You know, FaceTiming, calling people, having a little bit more relationship that because we move so fast, we don't get a chance to do that. So, you know, I'm like, you know, what? I haven't talked to that friend in a while. Let me see how are they doing? How is everything on their end? Um, so just just basic things that uh, that sometimes we forget. And I think this is all for a reason. And it's, I think everything is going to turn out to be an, a positive outcome. Yeah, I think so, too. So Blanca, thank you again for taking some time to talk. And I hope that you guys have some really nice moments together as a family and that you and, and your dancers can stay in shape through all of this. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing this with everybody so that people can get ideas about how they can stay in shape, both, both uh, physically and also just mentally and emotionally during the next few weeks. Thank you, Emily. It's always a pleasure. Um, it's always great to be able to share, you know, our thoughts and how positive is your podcast. So I really love being invited to this and the same, all the best for your family as well. Thank you.